0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode twenty-eight of Walk On Radio. and Humph, seven, eight, six, five, four, three, two, one. We're getting closer and closer to game week, game day. Humph, talk to me about that. Let's do a little Bearcat update before we roll into this big episode. How excited are you to play University of Incarnate Word? Well, it kind of hit me when we had a practice on Super
1: Bowl Sunday, Dalton. I, I can, I can honestly say that I've never. I've never had a, a team sporting event on Super Bowl Sunday, a national holiday, but it really hit me then that that this thing's happening, we're going to do this, uh, and I'm excited. What a What a neat opportunity to be a part of the first ever spring football season.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really fun. We're getting really close. It is Friday today. We are getting ready for game prep next week. We're going to be traveling. It's going to be really fun. But uh, you said it, Super Bowl, and it's time to finally talk about the Super Bowl. The NFL is over. We have ourselves a champion, and Tom Brady did it again. Unbelievable. I guess it's t- safe to say he is officially the goat. Thirty-one to nine, the Bucks win. Man, defense might be the MVP. Tom Brady ends up getting the Super Bowl MVP. So, hum, give me a rundown of the Super Bowl. What happened? And you know what I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna ask. Is it a good Bucks win or is it a bad Chiefs loss? Go ahead and talk to me about it.
1: I'll answer that first. I think. The Bucks played a perfect game. Uh, definitely on defense, they they pitched a perfect game uh, against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs just didn't look all there. Uh, their offensive line was overmatched. You know, receivers weren't as dynamic as they've been all season. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes was injured, and I think uh, you know he had surgery this week uh, on his toe, I believe. And they're and they're saying he's going to be out all of off season, uh, be ready by camp. But you know that that's. I know he looked fine and he ran around and he actually he broke the record uh this season for the most running around QB yards. Like as far as getting away from the pass rush. Four hundred and ninety seven yards, Dalton. Jeez. That's unbelievable. But you know, I know he was hurting. Uh didn't a lot of people were giving the Chiefs a lot of flack for, for not helping Patrick Mahomes. But I just I don't know. I think I think it's it goes back to the episode that we had with my dad and him saying that the Super Bowl is the greatest championship because It is just one night. It's one chance to decide who the best team in the NFL is. And on that
0: night, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, it was a really good game. And let me tell you, that is why you pay tackles big money. The problem for the Chiefs, both their tackles are out. They had a guard playing tackle. And that just shows why left tackles and right tackles are so important in the NFL. Now, Patrick Mahomes was running around. But let me tell you. Patrick Mahomes was making some crazy throws for running around. I know you saw the one where he was horizontal to the ground, threw it, and hit the guy in the helmet. That could have been a really cool touchdown. I I saw
1: somebody tweet that that was the greatest incomplete pass in NFL history. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) And another player from the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski. We don't see him the whole season. Kind of becomes his blocking tight end. And out of nowhere, Super Bowl becomes a Gronk he is. And then, of course, we have playoff Lenny. Super Bowl, Lenny. Leonard Fournette running everybody over. So let me ask you this, Hump. We have the Super Bowl. It is now over. We're moving on to next year. So I want you to tell me what's going to happen with the Bucks next year. What's going to happen with the Chiefs. Give a little early, early prediction. Will the Chiefs be back? Will Brady be back? Who's going to come back? And how are each seasons going to go next year?
1: Well, here's the deal when you win the Super Bowl. Um, everyone wants to get paid. Uh, but not everyone can be paid. And and that's what happens. Uh, you know, I've heard... I've heard rumblings that, you know, players want to take some pay cuts, restructure their contract to, you know, kind of get the band back together for the Buccaneers. And and the Buccaneers are in a an interesting situation because their their time window is very short. Um because you could make a case that when Tom Brady decides to hang it up and he's done, the Bucs are back to being, you know, a a non-relevant team. Uh you know, what uh, what does Chris Godwin do this offseason? Is he, you know, does he chase does he chase a big payday? Does he want to run it back with Tom Brady? Do they bring Antonio Brown back? You know, where does Levante David go? Leonard Fournette, does he get paid? There's just a lot of questions up in the air. Um I you know, it, it really it really goes back to what your motivation is. And I think that people realize that their their opportunity to be with the great Tom Brady, uh that, that's not going to be around for for much longer maybe another year uh after this and, and so for that i think the bucks are going to be able to get their core group back together this super bowl run uh and i think i think they're going to be a contender next year
0: yeah in the in the super bowl celebration bruce arian said we're we're going to be back we're going to rebuild and uh we're going to keep every guy everybody but we're going to get some more people so you're you're on board that brady's staying he's not going to walk on no, the sunset no I, I think brady i you know and and you could say that this was the easiest Super Bowl he's ever
1: had. I mean, he's, he's surrounded by great players. Uh, you know, they didn't even win their division, and he, and he won a Super Bowl title. And the Saints, you know, you just look at the rest of their division next season. I don't think the Saints are going to be that good. Uh, with the Drew Brees, who's going to be the quarterback? Maybe Jameis Winston. Maybe we trade Michael Thomas. You know, the money issues. I think the Bucs win the NFC South easily. Um, and, a, and, a, and a playoff team led by Tom Brady coming off a Super Bowl victory the year before is is scary. So if I'm
0: Tom Brady, I'm definitely staying. And, of course, with the Chiefs, with Patrick Mahomes, we know he'll be back and he's going to continue to have a great career. But uh, you know everyone was talking about it, so I'm going to ask you, and they were asking this question before the Super Bowl, but now we're after the Super Bowl. Let's say this little injury takes him out. His career is over now. Is Patrick Mahomes a Hall of Famer? People are saying because of how good his career has been already. He made it to two Super Bowls, even though he won one and lost one. So, in your opinion, Humph, if that was a career ender and he has to call it, is he a Hall of Famer? He's not.
1: Uh, he hasn't played long enough. You know, obviously, you know he's won a Super Bowl, he's won an MVP, he's been to another Super Bowl, but he hasn't he hasn't played long enough. He doesn't have the numbers uh, as far as you know compared to the other all time greats. Uh, and honestly, it would just it would be a little disrespectful if he was a hall of famer to to those guys that you know did play 15 20 years or you you know what i mean but it would be a little disrespectful to them uh obviously you know i will say this if if mahomes never went to another super bowl and you know not didn't even win another mvp and he just kind of had a mediocre career for the next 10 years he's probably a hall of famer at that point
0: yeah, he, uh, he's got a long career, hopefully, and uh, we'll see him in more Super Bowls for sure. We're going to see him win some more MVPs. He's got a, a long career ahead of him. Uh, we're talking about MVP. We're talking about uh, you know injuries, former players. we got some news, some little breaking news, a little trade action, a little release action. Today's Friday, and we found out today that the Texans have officially released J.J. Watt. They parted ways. They both wanted to, you know, J.J. Watt said he wants to win a Super Bowl. He wants to chase a championship, and they both agreed to mutually part ways. We've been talking about this for a while. I've brought it up almost every episode, talking about where J.J. Watt could end up. It's officially happening, so Humph, where is J.J. Watt going to end up? First, I want to
1: ask you a question. Is J.J. Watt the greatest Houston Texan of all time, yes or no?
0: Man, probably yes. I think not only for the his stats, but what he's done for the city of Houston. I mean, he's been the face of the Texans for so many years, and they're they are a young team, so he doesn't have a lot of competition. You know, there is Andre Johnson in the picture, DeAndre Hopkins, Arian Foster, Brian Cushing. Even there's a lot of big names out there, but JJ Watt is is Houston. When you think of Houston sports, you think of. J.J. Watt, you think of James Harden, and then you think, of, I guess, Jose Altuve from the Astros. But J.J. Watt is the Houston Texans, so I think he is the greatest. What about you?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say Andre Johnson uh, up until this point, but it's it's J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt. He's he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's you know in the probably in the discussion for a top four or five defensive player of all time. Uh, so yeah, I think he's definitely the best player uh, in Houston Texans history. Uh, okay, you asked me where I think he's
0: going to go. Yeah, because there are a couple names. You know, Is he going home to Green Bay? Is he going to play with his brothers and the Steelers? Is he going to go somewhere else? He wants to chase a championship, so we're thinking of teams that have made the playoffs and are very successful. So, there are a lot of options, so what do you think? Well, you know,
1: this is going to hurt to say. Mm. I, you, you know where I'm going with this. I but, know where you are. But here's the thing. In a perfect world, he goes back uh, and plays with his brother. Um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the thing about them, and you said, it, you said it just a minute ago, he's chasing a Super Bowl. And I don't – to me, the Pittsburgh Steelers are not close to that. You know, I think Big Ben is going to retire. I think they're going to, you know, kind of do a rebuild thing. You know, I think Juju Smith-Schuster leaves. Um, I, they don't have a great running game. They're, they're really – they're basically just a defense. Uh, and it would, be, it would be awesome to play with his brother TJ. But because he's chasing the Super Bowl, because he's from here – I think J.J. Watt signs with the Green Bay Packers, and Mm. I talked about it. I talked about it with Tom Brady and and the window closing. The Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers' window is closing. You know, to me, they are a Super Bowl caliber team for as long as Aaron Rodgers plays. And you know, I know we joke about it. I say he's going to leave, but I think, I think Aaron Rodgers has about two and a half, three good years left with the Green Bay Packers, and so I think that J.J. Watt going to the Green Bay Packers. Is is a is a big move for him.
0: Uh, I like that too. Uh and not only being a Packers fan, it just it's written in the story. JJ Watt grew up in Wisconsin, always went to go Packer games. He said he wants to play for the Packers. Now here's the problem. Kinda we have the Smith brothers, we have Zedarius and we have Preston. But here's the thing. We're kinda considering getting rid of and you know, I say we like I'm part of the organization, but they're considering getting rid of Preston Smith. That leaves the spot open. We also have Kenny Clark in the middle. Kenny Clark's a young nose guard, nose tackle who needs a little bit of training. Have J.J. Watt be that senior authority, that leader on the team. It would work out. We don't need him to be that star player that he is, but he can still do very well. And also will open up for Zadarius Smith to do really well. I really like this. He wants to chase the Championship. Shoot, we were in the NFC Championship, and uh, we need to help our defense out. I think it's a perfect fit for him. J.J. Watt coming to the Packers would be really cool. A lot of people are thinking J.J. Watt to the Patriots. You know, everyone says everyone's going to the Patriots. You know, Dak Prescott, I always say Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson to the Patriots. What do you think about J.J. Watt to the Patriots?
1: I definitely don't see that. Uh, they're, you know, again, is he, is he going after a Super Bowl or is he going after money? Because if he's going after a Super Bowl, the Patriots are not the answer. He, he's, he's more likely to win a Super Bowl if he comes to Dallas than the New England Patriots right now.
0: But what about if the Patriots were able to get a quarterback from this free agency? Let's say a Deshaun Watson or a Matt Ryan, somebody to that caliber. Uh, I mean, they'd have to trade for them, but I
1: just, I, I mean, what skill players do they have? You know, like okay, could they get, I don't know, Deshaun Watson and one of the big name receivers, like maybe a Chris Godwin, and then throw JJ Watt in there? I, I just, I think that that's too many, too many pieces of the puzzle that that they don't have the answer to right now.
0: And one final question about JJ Watt, you know, his contract in Houston was a hundred million a lot of people say he's not worth that anymore he hasn't played as well so if you're a gm let's say you're the gm or the owner of the cowboys how much do you think jj watt is worth buying and putting a contract on
1: you know nothing that's going to put put the next 5 years at jeopardy uh, i think that his locker room presence is worth a lot of money just because he's he's definitely been there and done that and he's a he's a great model for what an NFL Hall of Famer is supposed to be. Um, and he's still a good player, don't get me wrong, but he's not hes not what he was five, six, seven years ago. Uh, so I'm not going to break the bank for him, but I'm also not going to be scared
0: to pay him a good salary. So another player that is, we're talking about big-time players, Russell Wilson, there has been a lot of rumors, his agent's unhappy, they do not like the way they are protecting him on the Seahawks. He's been getting beat up, sacked all the time. There's a rumor that Russell Wilson might be leaving the Seahawks, which is That's insane. Crazy. That's gonna This quarterback uh, room, this free agency is going to be crazy. I, I mean, I said it a month
1: ago that I think that this could be the, the most starting quarterbacks that are on a new team on opening day of all time.
0: So, Russell Wilson, first I'm going to ask you, so Matthew Stafford was worth two first-round picks. Yep. People are saying Deshaun Watson is worth four first-round picks. Where does that throw Russell Wilson in this conversation? Six. I mean, shoot, six, <laughs> six. seven, eight. But I, but how realistic is that? Can you actually trade that many first-rounders for one player? I mean, my thing was I thought four first-round picks for Deshaun Watson was crazy. Now, Russell Wilson being in the picture, you're going to have to do more than that because he's going to see this. And wherever Deshaun ends up, you know, Russell Wilson's going to be double. So I don't know where he's going to end up. Now, Hump, you're not gonna like this, and I've been have been hearing it. Little birds chirping <laughs> around, and this is these burner accounts on Twitter. That's that's the birds. Yeah, Look, yeah. If Dak Prescott leaves, because okay. they I've seen that a long term deal is nowhere near close. They're thinking about using a franchise tag again. I think if they do that, Dak's not gonna want to do it. He's out. So let's can say. I, can I explain the franchise tag to you? Go ahead.
1: One. Can I just do that? Go ahead. And, and, and for all of Walk on Radio Nation it, who, who thinks, puts a negative connotation on the franchise tag, okay? Here's how the franchise tag works, Walk on Radio Nation. It is the average, average annual salary for the top five players at your position, okay? So if we put a franchise tag, and I said we because I am a part of the Dallas Cowboys, okay? Mm-hmm. If we put a franchise tag on Dak Prescott, That is averaging the top five highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, okay? So, he's basically the third highest paid quarterback in the NFL for one year if we franchise tag him. Now, I understand the negatives are that he doesn't, you know, he's not getting any long term guaranteed and... and. Okay, he broke his leg this year and, and that was under the franchise tag. So really if you know if he weren't to get healthy, he wouldn't be covered for the next five years. But that didn't happen. And so I obviously I hope we put a long term on him because I think Dak is the answer. But let's not just put a negative a negative vibe on franchise tagging a player.
0: Well, here's my thing with the franchise tag is Dak doesn't want to be franchise tag. He wants a long-term deal, and if the Cowboys refuse to give it to him, what does that make what does that how does he feel about the cowboys That's, it could be a sign of disrespect and after they they said we're going to franchise tag you this year and we're going to give you that long-term contract that contract doesn't happen he should bounce now back to what i was saying if he bounces there has been rumors that russell wilson could end up being a cowboy now i know you're a big dad guy but would you be happy for russell wilson and what do you think the cowboys would have to give up to get a player like russell wilson too much to
1: i mean They'd have to give up more than we have right now, as far as draft uh, draft stock, and you know, and I, I had a conversation. You know, somebody asked me the same question, but put Deshaun Watson in that place. And here's what I'll say: I think that Deshaun Watson is better than Dak. I think Russell Wilson is better than Dak. I do not think that they are that much better than Dak enough to give up three, four, five first-round draft picks. I don't think the marginal difference – like if I had – let's say I rated Dak a 90, I would probably rank Deshaun Watson a 92 or 93 and and Russell Wilson a 94 or 95. So to me, that's not worth trading your first-round picks for the next five years.
0: I mean, to – but to be fair, having Russell Wilson on that offense would be really – It'd be like having another Dak Prescott, like you said, but you have a a more experienced quarterback with this really young receiving core and hopefully this old line that has rebuilt itself. Russell Wilson talking about being protected. Well, there's no better place to go than the Great Wall of Dallas. Even though maybe that's not they're not the Great Wall that they once were, but they we still are a good offensive yes. line. Him to the Cowboys would be really good for the Cowboys. But like but you said, would you re-
1: w- okay? But let me ask you this: if if you if it was choice A or choice B, would you? Would you take the next 10 years of Russell Wilson, or whenever he retires, or the next 10 years of Dak? And to me, it's it's a no-brainer. It's Dak. Dak is, for the next 10 years in the NFC, Dak is the best long-term quarterback in, in that side of the
0: NFL. And I it depends on what how you want if you're a win now team you want you would want to get a guy like Russell Wilson okay. that has won a Fair. Super Bowl and been there. Fair. But like you said, if you if you're a team that you know you're gonna have years to build and you have a young receiving core like you do, you know you're gonna have years of building. Yeah, you would want a guy that that can stay for a while. But here's a problem. You're not giving him that deal, so the whole problem is. But you, but but we don't know that. We don't true. know what's being said right now.
1: I mean, it. You know, there was the big ordeal about him not being in the hype video. Who cares? Who? It was a 30 second video. I watched the video. It was a 30 second or a 45 second video that he wasn't in. la di da. Who cares? He played five games. What? I mean, I'm, I'm sure that when they did that, they weren't thinking, "Oh, we haven't signed Dak yet. Let's leave him out of the video." That just, I mean. That's just Cowboys propaganda, you know. Everyone everyone wants to pick at the Cowboys. No one wakes up and is wondering what the Miami Dolphins are doing that day. They talk about what's happening with the Dallas Cowboys. How is Jerry Jones messing up? Dak's not going to play. He's playing for the New England Patriots. And, and I, it's funny, and I, we joke about it, but it gets old uh, because, dude, we haven't <laughs> – I'm not talking to Dak right now. I have no clue what's going on behind closed doors with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sure that it's A-OK – and I would almost put, man, I would, I would put a large amount of money that Dak Prescott will be the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys next year.
0: But I mean, it is the little things too. Like, look, if you're, if you're JJ Watt for Houston and you're, and they make a hype video and they don't include the guy that they consider the face of the franchise, of course, people are going to wonder like, Oh, is it a sign of disrespect? So ha- not having Dak in a hype video in, in promoting your brand is something that's okay. Important. Let me ask
1: you this. The chiefs, the chiefs, do a hype video for next season today and Patrick Mahomes is on it. Er, he's not on it, excuse me. Are they are they are they releasing Patrick Mahomes?
0: I don't know if they'd be releasing Patrick Mahomes, but I'm pretty sure people would talk about it. Why isn't you know the face of the team not on there? But I, I just I will, I disagree.
1: I think I think that's a, I think that's apples to oranges, and and really has no relevance to the situation. I will
0: jump and say that people do pay attention more to the Cowboys than anybody else. Yes. There's a reason y'all the most watched team in the NFL because people love to hate on the Cowboys and they will pick apart little things. But I mean, there are little things. If if a deal hasn't been done and there were rumors of problems last year between Dak and Jerry Jones. These little things could add up to something big. Now, is a a hype video a reason that he's going to go somewhere else? No, but with everything, you have to add everything up, and uh, end of the day, Russell Wilson to the Cowboys, Dak Prescott to the Cowboys, y'all are going to be fine on offense if you can fix that offensive line and get everything rolling again. Okay, let me ask you this. If the Cowboys don't get Dak, do they aggressively seek out Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? Man, I, w- I, would, uh, I would assume so. I think Deshaun Watson would be a really nice pick for Dallas. But, but like we just talked about, with both those quarterbacks, you're giving up a lot. Yep. I mean, shoot, you might even have to get up Ezekiel Elliott. That could be someone in that trade oh, that is worth the same amount as Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. And I don't, I don't man, I, just, I know
1: I'm biased, but I don't know if I want to do that. Like Zeke, two
0: first-rounders, two second-rounders. I mean, that would be kind of nice. Especially if you're trying to go into a more of a of a passing offense with your receiving core, you you, you take away that money that you're paying Zach, you put or, or Zeke and you put Russell Wilson in there. It could be something nice. Tony Pollard has shown that he, he, he can handle it. Tony Pollard has shown that he can handle being a backup running back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the draft too. There that we also have to consider the draft. There are some good running backs in the draft. Maybe you draft somebody. There's a lot of different options. I'm Russell, shaking.
1: You guys can't see me, but I'm shaking my head right now. We're going to
0: keep tabs up with Russell Wilson. We're going
1: to see come August who the Dallas Cowboys QB1
0: is. We we hope it's Dak. If not, you're going to hear it from you me. You hope that Dak is a New England Patriot. Man, what, what <laughs> does that mean? Dak as a Patriot. Where's right? Deshaun Watson going? Right now, if you had to say today, who will Deshaun Watson be the starting quarterback for next year? I think the Houston Texans. And I think, I think this is why. I think – they're going That's to ask for tank. an insane amount That's not of stuff. Tank. Nobody will be willing to do that. And, uh, you know, is, does he hold out and not play? Does he play and just hate his life? I don't know, <laughs> but I think he stays the Houston Texan because, man, four picks. And, and there was a rumor, and we both saw it, the, the Oakland Raiders. There was a little rumor around that the Raiders were interested in Deshaun Watson. And this was the trade. It was Deshaun Watson and probably a couple picks, lower picks. Four, Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and was it four picks, first Yo-ly. rounders? I mean, that's insane. First of all, you're giving up your quarterback, which, okay, I understand. But you're giving up. I'm okay with giving up the quarterback if you're getting Deshaun Watson, obviously. But then you're giving up Darren Waller. Your best player. You're one of the best tight ends in the league, one of the youngest tight ends in the league. And then 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 four first-rounders. First First of all, that's That's a huge win for the Texans. That's a lot. But nobody would. That's an insane deal. So I think he stays on the Texans. Maybe he holds out. Maybe they really. I don't know what they're going to do. That's going to be a whole lot of chaos. But he's going to stay a Texan. Humph. Right now, where Deshaun going in Europe. Here's the here's the problem with, with the leveraging
1: of this of this trade. Everyone and their mother knows that Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be a Texan. So I'm not as eager to give up four first rounders and my best player because I'm getting a guy that doesn't want to be there in the first place. My price should be lower. You see what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But give me the New York Jets. Give Ooh. me the New York Jets. And and and, and before before I'm berated. Uh, for saying maybe the worst team in the NFL, okay, hear me out. They've got the second pick in the draft. They can easily trade that away to the Houston Texans, okay? They're going to take a quarterback there anyways. You're getting Deshaun Watson. That's your second pick of the draft. I think that that's fair, okay? They also have another first-rounder this year. They got that from Jamal Adams to the Seahawks trade. If they could somehow keep that, okay, You can draft a running back, maybe a Travis Etienne, maybe a Najee Harris. A huge receiver free agency market this year. Go get a Chris Godwin. Go get a Kenny Galladay. Go get an Allen Robinson. Go get one of those to pair with your stud rookie running back with Deshaun Watson and use your $60 million of cap space on offensive line, defense, and whatever else you think you need. Yeah, the that's Jets, not
0: bad. The Jets are a good pick too because apparently Deshaun Man, it's New Watson, York. it's New York, Dalton. The mark, it's the biggest market in in sports. Yeah, who would who wouldn't like to play in New York? And apparently, people have been saying Deshaun watching the GM very close. They they've had a relationship in the past, and that gives Deshaun kind of leverage to pick who he likes, who he wants, and and they'll be willing to work with him, which would be a good trade. And Houston, they get a good deal out of it too. A lot of different things, Deshaun, and I think one thing too, Matthew Stafford really messed things up for Deshaun Watson and the Texans. Because the fact that he was able to get two first-round picks, that just means that Deshaun Watson, his is going to double because people are saying, you know, Deshaun Watson is way better than Matthew Stafford. If he's worth this, I'm worth this. So we're going to be keeping an eye on Russell Wilson, J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson. We've been talking about Deshaun Watson for a while. It's going to be really fun NFL to see where he NFL season is,
1: is pretty fun. Yeah, this, one, I, I this one's it. chaotic. This, this one is chaotic.
0: Uh, we're talking about the draft, and uh, one more thing before we finally – end FBS and NFL and everything all together and get rolling to FCS, is Trevor Lawrence had his pro day today. and My goodness. Yeah. Did he have himself a show? Talk yeah. to us about Trevor Lawrence. Well, here's the thing, Dalton. If he goes out there and throws left-handed, he's
1: still the number one pick uh, come NFL draft time. I don't – to me, irrelevant – um I don't know why all 32 teams went there. The Jacksonville Jaguars are taking Trevor Lawrence. Surgery or not? Yeah, that's why he had it today. He is having a shoulder surgery to clean up some stuff from college. He'll be ready in 3 or 4 months, I heard. No big deal. Uh Jacksonville Jaguars are not concerned. And and, and they're they're picking him. I mean there's they're they're on the clock. They've already sent in their pick. It's a no-brainer, but yes. Pro day today, very impressive. It's
0: going to be really fun. Urban Meyer, Jacksonville Jaguars. Could be a really cool matchup with Trevor Lawrence. And you said, what, two years are going to be in playoffs? Yes. Two, three years? Six and 10 this year, nine and seven wild wildcard team next year. We're going to have to hold you to that. But that's enough of NFL and FPS and everything in between because it's time. Finally, we're here. We're gonna do an FCS this football is the official, preview. I feel like
1: this is the kickoff of of the FCS season right here for Walk on Radio. We
0: have a game coming up this week or this weekend. But let's start off. And of course, first we're gonna go with our hometown, our boys, the Southland Conference. Now, this is the this is your little twist, huh? We all know who we think is gonna win the conference. I think it's obvious. We can't pick against our boys, the Bearcats. So I'm gonna ask you to leave the Bearcats out of your pick right now. We can talk about us, you know, we we have the inside of the Bearcats, but I want you to say who's gonna be second or even tied for the conference. You know, we maybe we tie for the conference championship. So give me a little South uh, Conference preview. But we both know that we think the Bearcats, Sam Houston State, we're gonna win the conference.
1: Well, I think that I, you know, UCA, uh, SFA. Abilene Christian and Houston Baptist opted out of the spring. Okay, so take them out of the equation. I think that this is a three-team race. I think it's the three teams that, you know, this week we had some preseason polls, some spring preseason polls come out, so that was a lot of fun. Athlon Sports released theirs. Hero Sports released theirs. Those are the two big media outlets as far as FCS is concerned. And the three teams that have a chance to win this conference are the three teams that are ranked. Sam Houston, like you said, Nichols, and Southeastern Louisiana.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of really good teams. And let me throw another one in there. We talked about it. FCS Nation Radio talked about it. And I know they're on a postseason band, but McNeese. McNeese has a great story behind them. They're going to have a lot of juice coming into this season. They want to show everybody that they still got it. So look for McNeese to have a really good season. Nichols, like you said, they're a good competition. They've had a couple couple people leave. They lost their big-time quarterback. They still have an All-American center. I like Nichols. San Francisco State, of course, we... We're still who we are. And of course, uh, we have Sela We didn't play Sela so we didn't have we didn't get to play. I don't know them. as much about them to be honest yeah. with you, but I, but their write ups are good and I know that they have a quarterback coming back that's a pretty good player. So of course y'all are gonna get more in depth of Southland conference as we go on through the season because of course we're playing it. We're gonna talk about our games and more of the Southland conference. But next conference we're gonna talk about is the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Home of the Bison. So this is this is pretty much the SEC of FCS. Yeah. So this is, this is the big one. You've talked about it. North Dakota State versus the Field. So give me your preview. Who's going to win the Missouri Valley Football Conference? Well, on this uh, this this Hero Sports ranking,
1: I'm looking at. Um, let's see. One, two, three, four of the top nine teams in the nation uh, are in the Missouri Valley Conference. So. Unbelievable conference. Like I said, basically the SEC. But as far as who's going to win this conference, North Dakota State. You, you have, you, that has to be your bet. Uh, they, they've they won eight out of the last nine national championships. Yes, eight out of the last mm. nine national championships, three in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. North Dakota State versus the field, all that. I, I It's hard to bet against them, especially for the conference title. They they lose Trey Lance. They lose Jabril Cox. They lose a big-time offensive lineman. They, they, they lose some big players. But I'm still going to have to bet them. Uh, some other teams that, you know, are going to be in the running, you know, definitely going to be in the running for the at-large bids in the playoffs. You've got Northern Iowa. They're, they're kind of being considered a dark horse this, this spring season. South Dakota State, of course, the big rival of North Dakota State. And Illinois State has a, a solid history uh of, of making making the playoffs
0: yeah uh, i'm on i'm with you north Dakota state they're probably gonna end up winning the conference they returned seven stars on defense new quarterback same powerhouse team south dakota state northern iowa illinois state opt out we do not have illinois state they have opted out no that's not true that's not no that's not true the redbirds illinois state yeah no they 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 opted out the same time montana montana state opted out no I'm looking at it right here. They're ranked number nine in the nation. All right. Well, then, (laughs) Illinois State, here's the facts, though. They all have really good defenses. They lacked explosiveness last year in their quarterfinal losses. You can see that. South Dakota State had a lot of injuries last year. um, But if they can stay healthy, they're going to be a good contender for the race. Another team, North Dakota. They are now in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. That is right. Uh, They had a really tough schedule last year, still made the playoffs. But – they, are lose, they lost their starting quarterback, running back, and two of their top receivers. So mm. they have a lot of people to rebuild. But North Dakota defense is always really good. And a surprise team that I want to put in there is Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois, yep. First left out of the playoffs, but they return 8 out of 11 top tacklers on their team. Look out for Southern Illinois. But it is North Dakota State's to lose so the next conference we're going to talk about is the CAA. James Madison, you know them, Delaware, Elon, New Hampshire, and others. So Hump, talk to me about the CAA. Who is your favorite to win? This one's pretty easy to me. You've got a powerhouse, James Madison.
1: Uh, didn't didn't seem to have too many transfers uh, to my knowledge, but I'll go James Madison um, in this conference, the CAA. This is one of the big three in FCS. You know some other teams that are. Being really, really highly uh, talked about. You've got Villanova, they're ranked really high. I could see them picking up an at-large bid. Uh, you've got Delaware, they're ranked high, um, which surprised me a little just because they had you know, not a great year last year, but still a talented program. And you've got New Hampshire, uh, the, the home of, or the previous home of Ryan Carty, our, our mm. current offensive coordinator.
0: The man, uh, I'm going James Madison too. I wrote in my notes here. Clear favorite, return of the Natty. Can they beat North Dakota State University? They do have a new quarterback. And let me tell you something about the CAA, which I found, which is really interesting. This is the most balanced conference in the FCS. Of the 12 teams within the league, 11 have been to the FCF playoffs since 2015. So, Golly! This is a really balanced team. Every year there are some stat. really good teams. Delaware, Elon, New Hampshire, which Richmond, of course. Townsend's another team. They get Weber State's quarterback, Jay Constantine. Could be something really special with them. Uh, Villanova. Villanova had were really high favorites, but They've had they have they? four of their most important players on the transfer portal, yeah. which is a big yeah, hit for Villanova. Tough. That's tough so the albany
1: is good this year i
0: think i yes, think they have albany. a solid quarterback this i wrote down that missouri valley might be the cream of the crop but caa has the most unique teams of majority ending in top 25 this could be really yeah. interesting but this is james madison's to lose because they have such a good team such a good culture but uh it could be could be anybody with this weird corona season we're having we saw in the fbs a lot of people could surprise the big 10 was kind of up and down So this one could be the one that surprised a lot of people. But look for James Madison to make that high playoff run, maybe even return to the national championship picture. So the next one we're going to talk about is the Big Sky Conference. And, man, the Big Sky took a big hit. Huge hit. It was kind of a three-way battle. It's now looking like a one favorite versus everybody else. So, Hump, talk to me about the Big Sky. Well, you lost. You lost Montana.
1: You lost Montana State. You lost Sac State. I mean, three three powerhouse schools. Uh, this to me, this is a one horse race uh, with with Eastern Washington looking from behind. I think that Eastern Washington is good enough to be an at large bid, but Weber State is going to win this conference. Uh, they're they're loaded. They brought a lot of guys back from last year, and they're they're always seen seeing that they're in it at the end. I, I could see Weber State being a a lock for the Final Four this year.
0: Yeah, Weber State. They uh, they lost their quarterback, which I just said to Townsend, but they have an FBS transfer, Randall Johnson, redshirted from Middle Tennessee State. Could be something special. He was the. Can he play? Is, is he eligible this year? Yeah, he, okay. he came from JUCO. He was the Golden Coast Conference Offensive Player of the Year in 2018. Okay. Could be something really cool. They were a quarterback away from a national championship picture, and they have a quarterback, hopefully. We'll see about that. Man. With Montana Montana State being uh, opting out, it kind of leaves nobody else. But Sacramento State is still in the picture. They lose their All American quarterback. Nope, Sac State opted out. They did too. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Sac State's out. Sac State, Montana, Montana State. All well, out. I was gonna say that Sac State had a chance because the rest of their schedule had a combined record of sixteen and forty. Opted out. In the Big Sky, but they have opted out as yep. well. So. Yep. Man, it's
1: it's Weaver State versus versus Eastern Weber Washington. Weaver State versus
0: the Field. Yeah. Well, there it is. Weaver State's gonna win the Big Sky. Could have been a really interesting conference. So let me let me ask you this: is, is the Southland gonna be more competitive than the Big Sky now that all those teams are gone? Ooh, uh the rankings certainly say so. Uh,
1: you know, uh Athlon Sports has Nichols at eight, Sam Houston at 10, Southeastern at eleven. And they've got Weber at number two. Okay, that's that, obviously that's the highest ranking out of this conversation. But then the next Big Sky school is number 12, and that is going to be the only other Big Sky school ranked. So Idaho, 24, the Kibbe Dome. Mm. But, uh, yeah, yes, I think this spring the Southland Conference will be more competitive than the Big Sky.
0: Uh, another surprise team from the Big Sky is UC Davis. They did lose their All-American quarterback, but they have four returning offensive linemen. I said it in our FBF preview how important returning offensive linemen are. Plus, they have two top receivers, and they bring back defense of seven of the top ten tacklers. Uh, the, the UC Davis could be a team is, to look out is, for.
1: Uh, is, let's see, is... Northern Arizona, yes. Northern Arizona is in the Big Sky. I they had they had some All-Americans. Uh, they had an All-American receiver, All-American kicker, and All-American punter. Uh, so three All-Americans preseason for the spring is, is impressive. I could see them making
0: some noise. I mean, who knows? Another team, too, is Eastern Washington. They they came alive towards the end of the season. It was a little too late to save themselves, but they did lose their 1,000-yard running back and a couple offensive linemen. But got a they, great quarterback, though. The best offensive quarterback in the conference, yep. uh, Eric Barriere. Yep. Uh, so look for him to do something special, Eastern Washington, UC Davis. But, like you said, uh, it looks like it's Weber State to lose. Next conference we're doing is the Ohio Valley Conference. A lot of a lot of good teams here. This could be a little toss up. So, Hump, talk to me about the Ohio Valley Conference. This one is interesting because you have Austin P.
1: Okay, who played three games in the fall. Okay, lost to Central Arkansas in the fall, the first first college football game of the year with, with uh, last fall. But they go zero and three. You know, they talked about how. Those games will be looked at uh, as far as playoff resumes this spring. The NCAA came out and said that whatever you did in the fall will count towards your playoff eligibility in the spring. Really? Yes. So Austin Peay goes 0-3. Okay. Jacksonville State goes 3-1 and and beats an FBS school. So – that's that's a pretty solid resume uh, for the Gamecocks, but you know, just looking at this one, I think it's a two-team race. Uh, Austin P, Jacksonville State, Southeastern Missouri is up there. We actually play them in non-conference play next fall, so that'll be interesting. But call me crazy here, but I'm gonna go Austin P to win the conference, and I think that Jacksonville State could be an at-large team uh, in this
0: 16-team playoff field, but I will take the governors of Austin P. I'm going the same as you, Austin P. And I look, not counting the fall last year, they won a school record 11 games. Yep. They had a top 20 offense and a top 20 defense. Look, they had a rough fall season. I think they take that and they bounce back. They say, look, we had a bad season. We played bad. We played some. They tough did play teams. two FBS schools. That's they true. lost to Central and then lost to two FBS schools. I think they come out and they continue to surprise everybody and they have a great season. But Jacksonville State is a surprise team. They both have a really good offense. Semo has a good offense. And man, another surprise team is Eastern Kentucky. Nope. Now hear this: Hey, they, they beat Central Arkansas. This is crazy. So they have fired their coach after two straight seven win seasons, and they return fifteen plus starters. That's crazy. I don't. I've never heard of a coach get fired after having a, a decent seven, two seven win season, but having so many starters return, fifteen plus. Hey, so Eastern. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Eastern Kentucky has played nine
1: games. So I bet they're not playing the oh. spring. Wow
0: man yeah. i I'm, I'm struggling wow. today. day
1: wow no i didn't know that one either, well, but they but yeah they if they've played if they've played nine games in the fall they they definitely are not yeah. playing this spring
0: so could have been a really interesting austin p versus jacksonville state austin p jacksonville state look <laughs> at austin p i think like i said i think they're going to have some motivation they're going to jump in there after struggling in in the fall even though they did play fbs teams they were still at 111 game last year top 20 on both sides look for austin p to win the the ohio valley conference next up we have the big south Kennesaw State, Monmouth, Charlotte, Charleston Southern, and Gardner-Webb, a lot of cool names in there. Kennesaw State, you know, they like to run the ball. So, Honk, talk to me about the Big South. Yep, so you've got
1: Kennesaw State, who has been really – they're a newer school, but they've been really good the last couple of years uh, – Versus Monmouth, and to me, that is going to be for the Big South title. Uh, I'm actually my one of my best friends in high school. Uh, my my go-to receiver in high school is a receiver for Monmouth, uh, and so shout out Simeon Taylor. Uh, but you know, Big, uh, Kennesaw is ranked really high. You know, Athlon Sports has them ranked sixth in the country, uh, and Athlon Sports has Monmouth 21. Monmouth is coming off an 11-win season, 6-0 in the Big South last year. They beat Kennesaw. Man, and Dalton, I don't know, call me crazy, call me bias for my boy, but for the Big South this spring, I will be taking Monmouth over Kennesaw State. Ooh, Yep. And, I think, and I, think Kennesaw, I think Kennesaw will find themselves in, in an at-large position if they do not get in with the automatic qualifier, but I, I'm going to take Monmouth.
0: I, I like that pick. I'm going Kennesaw State, and this is the reason why. The offense returned to eight starters from a team that led That's the impressive. country in rushing. They had 342 yards per game, and they also ranked <laughs> number one. like Georgia one. Tech or something. Yeah, they and they had some big boys on that team. And they ranked number one in the nation in passing yards per completion. On defense, they returned seven of 11 starters on a defense that ranked number three. And look, they almost upset Weber State last year in Utah. Don't call me crazy. Kennesaw State, they're going to be running the ball around everywhere. But Monmouth, they know how to win. They are 28-9 the past three years, plus two playoff trips. They have a running back that is the leading rusher in 2018. He was ruling ineligible last year, but he's back for 2021. Look for Monmouth to be a really good competitor, but Kennesaw State, they're coming in for the championship. A surprise is Gardner-Webb. Look, they have won a lot of games the past three years, but they returned 20 starters, which is big Wow. Time. 20 starters, 7 on offense, 9 on defense, 4 on special teams. And they also land a transfer from Wake Forest. Tavon Bowers, at quarterback, he could be the guy. So look for Garner That's Webb. Impressive. Maybe they make a nice little impressive run, an underdog story. Charleston Southern that. has had
1: some good good teams in the past, too.
0: The Big South got a, really, a lot of good competition, but it looks like, for me, Kennesaw State, the running game, is going to win. You, you have Monkman. I'll, 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 I'll take the hot take and go Monkman. A lot of big surprises. Uh, the next conference we're going to go up is the Patriot League. Man, you know, shout out my boy Isaac. For Georgetown, they are not playing yeah. anymore. The Patriot League, you know, not very good. They not very good. Not they scholarship. Been known to be very good. So, give me the rundown on the Patriot League. Uh, to me, you
1: know, I don't, I don't know this conference uh, as well. Uh, I know that Holy Cross wins it a lot, and they, they make, they've made the playoffs. Uh, usually, a first round exit, but I, I think Holy Cross probably gets the uh, the automatic qualifier in this one. I've actually been to Holy Cross's stadium randomly
0: really yeah yeah I'm going Holy Cross as well I I talked to Isaac about this tried to get his insight he said Holy Cross is always a favorite to win it and Lafayette man they had a good chance but they lose their quarterback quarterback. Keegan comes to Sam Houston he's with us now so Lafayette they could they still could uh uh, surprise Fordham has made the playoffs Fordham Colgate Colgate. sometimes in and out Bucknell in and out but it looks like it's Holy Cross I'll go Holy Cross apparently before hey, if it was it,
1: basketball I'd go Georgetown
0: and Georgetown <laughs> had a top 25 recruiting class this saw year saw uh, that so that Georgetown had a really good chance to win the conference before they opted out sorry Isaac you're not going to see it this year not your Hoyas but it's going to be Holy Cross they're going to win it and uh, it should be an easy one the next one up we have the NEC another team a couple good teams a little wishy-washy conference champ from last year opted out Oh, Central Central Connecticut State man Yep. so I'm huh, talking
1: about the NEC what do you think Bad conference, Dalton. Oh. Bad. No, no shot at a, at a, at an at large. They're going to get their one automatic qualifier. Um, I'll go Sacred Heart, I guess. I, I don't, I, I don't really know. I'll be honest. I don't know much about this conference. I, i I've, I've, I know that Sacred Heart is is good in the past. Uh, so I guess, I guess I'll go Sacred Heart. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Sacred Heart as well. Look, and this is this is a spring Corona season. You never know what could happen. We could see something special, but normally the NEC doesn't do very hot. You know, we have a couple Wagner sometimes surprised. I give people. them no
1: shot in winning a first round. Ryan has game. surprised
0: some people. This
1: is who has to play North Dakota State in the first round. Yeah, this conference. So, this is uh, what they do.
0: Look for Sacred Heart to win the conference and uh, not do very well in the playoffs. But we love FCS football. It Wagner not and
1: Saint Francis,
0: man. Whew. Ever heard of those teams before, I, man? I've heard of them, but I don't know anything about them. If, if you're part of the say their mascot and you're listening, to we're this, sorry. Walk on Radio is embarrassed. Win us a national championship. We are and embarrassed. Shut us
1: up. Prove us wrong. Yes, put exactly. on a T-shirt. So
0: Sacred Heart, both of us. That's what we're gonna go with. We're gonna buy some <laughs> Sacred Heart merch. Next up, we have the SoCon. <laughs> this conference has some. Has this some this good one. Ones. This one is more known. A little than, different. Yep. So talk. To hey, our, our FCS Nation Radio guy is a big Citadel fan. Oh, yeah, man, we, we, we had a guy go to the Citadel, former running back for San Houston Remus Bolmer. Yep, we love that guy. So talk to me about the SoCon. What do you think? Uh, who's going to win this one? I think this one's Furman. Uh, Furman is known for a, a stout defense.
1: Uh, you know, you've got you've got Wofford, uh, in this in this conference. The hey, you want to hear a fun fact about Wofford? Go ahead. You know who's only Division One offer coming out of high school? It was Wofford. You know who? Who? Hunter Renfro. Really? Walks on at Clemson, and then the rest is Mm. history. But his first offer was Wofford, so that's pretty cool. Wofford has a playoff history. uh, Chattanooga, home of Terrell Owens. Uh, I mean, NFL Hall of Famer, that's pretty cool. Mercer, you've got the Citadel. The Citadel is preseason ranked, but this one's Furman. Furman's ranked pretty high. They're a top 15 team normally. Uh, I could the paladins is their name. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, they're my pick. They're they're solid defensive program, and and I look for the same this this spring.
0: Yeah, the Citadel. It, it, they surprise a lot of people. They they play really well, but. They did go zero and three in the in the fall, so that's not very good. Chattanooga, they always do very well. I could see Chattanooga making a good run. I'm going with you as well, Furman. They are a really strong team, but on both sides of the ball. Hey, but, this uh, is I think this
1: is the only conference that uh, did not have a team opt out, and they're playing a full conference schedule. Really, I, I think so. Yeah, they're playing eight games and they're playing everybody once. I'm pretty wow. sure. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Look, I, I really like Chattanooga. Maybe they could surprise some people, but I'm sticking with a safe pick. I'm going Furman. We're gonna talk pick-em. Virginia
1: Military Institute. Mm, I like hoorah. it. I like
0: hoorah. You know, you know me. I like taking the risky picks. Uh, we're gonna talk about Pickham later. We have a whole new schedule on that one with the Pickhams. We're excited to do FCS Pickham, but normally I would say Chattanooga. I'm gonna switch it up, but I'm gonna stay with a safe pick. I'm gonna go Furman, and finally, we have the Pioneer League. Another another league that, you know what? A one-bid league again. They do their yep. thing. Yeah. A lot of a lot of smart people go to the Pioneer League. Yep. Me and Humph probably couldn't make it there. <laughs> so Humph, talk to me about the Pioneer League. You got Dayton, you've got
1: Drake, you've got Davidson, Butler. You've heard of those schools, hey, what a hopefully. Basketball yeah, conference uh, this would be a, a monster basketball conference, no question. But the team that wins this in football all the time, and, and geographically, when I tell you who this is, you're going to be like, why are they in that conference? They literally have to fly all the way across the nation to play games. But San Diego is going to win this conference. I, it, It's a lock. Put it on a t-shirt. Mark it. San Diego is by far the best team in this conference. Hey, I wouldn't mind playing
0: a playoff game in San Diego. Yeah. That'd be and, pretty and cool. And their university is really cool looking. Yep. San Diego is such a cool place. I am that's a more California year, that's kid. More the of the woods. Yeah, yeah, so I love San Diego. Really cool place uh, to live. I'm also saying San Diego is kind of obvious. A lot of cool basketball schools. Butler, Davidson, Dayton, Drake could surprise. Valpo has a good basketball and, and we, history. And so I've said a couple of times. It is a weird season. You could see some upsets in, in the first couple weeks, you know, with not being able to play for almost a year coming in. Could see some surprises. But I think San Diego wins it outright. It's going to be really fun. I cannot wait to cover it. So that's our little preview. I'm so excited to talk about the FCS as we move on. But, humph. We have our first pick-em. First pick-em. of I,
1: season two I, of Walk On Radio. But, but unfortunately, yeah.
0: this is this is
1: your this is your tell them tell them what we're about to do, Don. You you know you know the writing's on the wall. What are we about
0: to do? Hump. We are about to crown the season one Walk On Radio Pickum champion. I think the whole crowd knows what it is. It was a fun race. We, we made some really hot takes. I'll never forget you picking you Notre made some Dame hot takes. over Clemson <laughs> and the surprise. Oh, such a good feeling. So, Humph, tell them what the final record is and who wins season one. Pick them of Walk-On Radio. Coming in in second place, Ryan
1: Humphries, oh. co-host of Walk-On Radio, with a 500 record oh. of 78 and 78.
0: Boo! <laughs>
1: terrible. I mean, literally terrible. Thank God I am a fantasy football guru because I can't pick, make picks worth jack. Oh. And crowning the season one... Walk on radio pick 'em champion. Who is it? Yes, you can hear the horns. Hello. You can hear the. You can hear the. Yep. Yeah. Come on. Dalton Meyer oh. with a record of 90 and 66. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh,
0: buddy. The hot take. That is impressive. Now, I, I did w- you say you went 500, 78, 78. I went 500. Man, yep. A cowboy fan goes 500, oh, get out of here. Oh, my goodness. Get out of here. I'm going to win
1: FCS, though. Thank you, my loyal I will win subjects. FCS pick 'em. Oh. You
0: heard it here first, but congratulations. Can I get my speech? Go ahead. <clears throat> you know, it was a long journey. People didn't think I could do this. Humphreys is the football guy, the football guru. They thought I had no chance. I was the underdog. I, you know, people, if they had to pick them between Humphreys and Dalton, who would win, they would never pick me. But do you know the person who would pick me? The person that picks the underdog? Me. I know it. I knew it best. I knew who was going to surprise the nation. I did it. I'm the king. And uh, season two FCS, I'm going to be the king again. And something cool with the FCS is, you know, we started uh, the first time with uh, NFL and FBS. The coaches kind of came in late, so they didn't have the same record as us. I think for the FCS, we're going to be able to have them at the same time. We might have a, a tougher race. There a might t- be more t- than yep. one.
1: I'm good with that. And we're only going to be picking FCS games, so I'm, I'm totally fine with that. It's
0: going to be really fun. But we have to start off right now with our 1st pickem of the season of the year for FCS football, McNeese at Tarleton. McNeese, what a story they had. Hurricane, another hurricane, field destroyed. They're on a postseason ban. They have a lot of juice coming this season. Tarleton, their very first uh, FCS football game. They've been waiting for this opportunity to show by that they can compete with the big dogs. So, Humph, who's your pick? The game is at
1: Tarleton. This is awesome, Dalton. It, it, it's really awesome. I, I, it's fun that FCS is getting, is getting some hype around it as far as, you know, kind of an opening game, a resurgence of college football this spring. And I think right now – there's a there's a big group of people that don't know uh, that this is about to go on, but I think after a week or two of some good football, you're gonna get a larger viewership. You know they really they they've they've put a line on the game, they've done the spread, they've done the over under all that, and I think that sports gambling can be a good catalyst for FCS this season. You know, and, and it's, as far as increasing viewership, so that's fun. Um, but as far as who I'm picking, Dalton. Okay, and I think maybe I think maybe right here you're gonna like my approach. Oh, I'm, no. I'm I'm pulling a Dalton right here. Oh, no. Okay, switching up your strategy here. McNeese, a, a, a prominent D1 program. They've been in the national championship. They're a, they're a normal playoff team uh, historically. Southland Conference. You know they've got their got their quarterback back. They lost a couple of transfers. You know, this off season they had two hurricanes, two two devastating hurricanes. I'm glad that they're able to play this season, but that took a big toll. They've lost some coaches. New head coach, their defensive coordinator left last week, okay? Mm. They're going to travel oh, That's big, losing a defensive coordinator the week before. They're going to travel to Stephenville, Texas, okay? Oh. Play Tarleton State mm. in their first Division 1 game ever, ever. It's gonna be freezing. It is literally going to be 10 degrees, Dalton. Oh. It is going to be chilly. And for all that being said, for all the hype, all the all the spizzazz surrounding this game, I am taking the Tarleton State Texans. Oh. I'm taking there them. There it is. They're gonna win their first ever Division I game. They're gonna beat McNeese. McNeese is the favorites in this one. It's a two-point, two-point spread, okay? But I'm going Tarleton in this one. And and hopefully
0: I can start out one and zero in walk on radio FCS pick. Oh man, this one's tough because you know I like the story, and both teams have a story. Yep, they Tarleton, both have something to play for. They want to come out. Hey, Tarleton is sh- a future whack opponent. We didn't we yeah. didn't uh, mention that. So and it's
1: definitely it's fun to watch. We've we've got a we've got a current conference foe this weekend, and we have a
0: future conference foe in Tarleton State. I, I'm pretty sure we will both keep a good eye on both teams. Yep. But uh, we will play McNeese. They're our last game yep. at, in Bower Stadium yep. of the Southland. Tarleton will play them later. Look, Tarleton. Oh, that's our last Southland Conference game ever. Yeah. Wow, that's a big one. It's going to be a good one. That's a big Tarleton, one. Tarleton, brand new facility. They're coming in. They want to play FCS football. They want to beat McNeese, who's been good. They've always been good. McNeese, they lost everything. They started from the bottom. They had to rebuild everything. Now, look, if this was in the hole, this might be an easier pick because the hole is a pay- place to play. And after not being able to play in the fall, I know they're going to pack the house when they come home. But it's in Tarleton. It's going to be cold. That's a dis- it's disadvantage gonna be freezing. for both teams. I know Texan players, they don't like the cold. And Louisiana, they don't get cold very often there. But, look, I'm sticking with I'm sticking with McNeese. Oh, yes. I'm so, the first week, we have a different pick, baby. Come going on. With the Cowboys. Coach on son, their defense. Now – Losing a defensive coordinator is big time. That's big. They have to, you know, hopefully they're not learning too much of a hard defense. They're kind of just picking up where they left off. McNeese has always had a really good defense. They are a tough team to play. But I think McNeese silences them. They have something to prove that even though they lost everything, they're going to bounce back and have a great season. Even though they can't play in the postseason, they don't care. They want to surprise everybody and hurt some people's feelings. So I'm going the Cowboys. I'm excited that we pick differently here. And and honestly – me, I picked Tarleton with the
1: thought in the back of my mind that you were definitely picking Tarleton. So oh, wow. I'm surprised. Oh no, um,
0: you're you're an underdog guy, and and they but they both have a great story. So I will yeah. give you that, but. Yeah, that'll be fun. That gives and us I'm something gonna, to watch. Tomorrow. I'm gonna be honest. If I'm if I wasn't a Southland Conference player and I didn't have a bias towards my boys and the Sam Houston Bearcats, I probably would pick McNeese to win the conference. That's how much I like McNeese. Okay. And Easy I like their now. story. Easy. I now. love McNeese. I love the Cowboys. The whole okay. it's so cool. But you know, I'm a Bearcat. I will so of pick. I will pick McNeese to finish fourth in the South. Really? Fourth? Yes. Well, now i got to ride with McNeese the rest of the way. <laughs> no, you can't. Ride you in the can't. sunset. <laughs> They're going to get second, okay? They're oh, going to okay. get second, of course. Okay. Well, that's cool. We're going to start off with a with a one-on-one. Who's going to start off undefeated in, in our pick-em? And we're going to get our coaches involved. When I get this ride this weekend, I, I pretty much am going to declare that I'll have a perfect season. Uh, I would hope so, after <laughs> the embarrassment you had last last season. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. We cannot wait. We are starting FCS football. It's here. It's time. We have our first game. We can't wait to cover it. So Humph, any last words before we end this episode? Nope, I'm excited. FCS is in fact king this spring. So we will see y'all next episode.